This is HPR episode 2486 entitled Some Stuff I Bought at a Recent Amateur Radio Rally and is part of the series HAM Radio QSK. It is hosted by Mr. X and is about 16 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is In this episode I talk about some stuff I bought at a recent amateur radio rally. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr X, and welcome to this podcast. I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for providing this great service. They've really gone to a great deal of effort to streamline the whole process, making it super easy for people to contribute shows. HPR is a community-led podcast produced by the community for the community. I'm sure you must have something interesting you could uh, submit. Stead easy. Pick up a microphone, your mobile phone, blether something into it and post it. Simple as that. Okay, so this episode is just an off-the-cuff thing um, that I thought you might find vaguely interesting. I was at, I was recently at, at a, an amateur radio uh, show. We call it an amateur radio rally here. Um, this uh, used to be called, this particular one, and in my local area, it happens once a year. And it used to be called a junk sale. But obviously, uh, you know, it's got a new name now. going to be a bit more up market. It's now called a, a, a mini rally. Uh, so <laughs> so there we go. I didn't know it's much difference myself, I must admit. But uh, obviously, junk sale sounded a bit too um, low class, obviously. Anyway, I, um, I usually go to these things and uh, with a wallet full of money on the off chance of buying something and if I'm lucky I spend a pound and that doesn't include the cake and um, drink that I um, end up um, you know the refreshments and the food um, so I'm usually too mean to, to spend any money at all but uh, this year I end up spending quite a bit of money well not really a, bit, a lot of money but you know in relative terms compared to what I normally spend and I thought I'd maybe share with you my uh, my purchases. So the uh, the, the f- I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to recall the the order that I came across things. It all kind of happened quite quickly in the first one or two stalls I came across. It's a tiny wee hall. It's maybe about twenty tables or something like that. So it's, it's not a big big rally. 
gathering of amateurs, basically, and uh, things they want to offload, basically. And uh, so the, 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 I think the first thing I picked up was perhaps a Kindle, and um, it was um, not the, uh, I don't know what the model is, it's not the, the, the paper white model, I might put show notes and find and, and a link to the model it is. It's it's not got the keyboard on it. It's the one before the the paper light Kindle. And uh, we've got one in the house already, but uh, being mean, it's kind of a shared one, <laughs> shared. And um, it's um, it's it was also being a canny Scott mean. I uh, it was a kind of ex demonstrator thing. I think at the time it cost me sixty pounds, and. Um, it'd been used so much that the uh, screen um, you could see the, the some of the words on the screen you could see you could it was almost burnt into the screen so to speak there was also marks on the screen and the buttons that advance and retard the pages on the right hand side didn't work reliably so this was in my current Kindle this one same model uh, I picked up for £15 and it was immaculate and, um, and in fact, when I got it home, I discovered that um, when I took I, I took the uh, the Kindle out of the case, there was uh, f- I don't know, four or five sheets of uh, neatly handwritten paper with um, the books that the owner had um, had uh, read. Now, uh, far be it from me uh, to um, um, pass any judgment on their reading choices. But uh, they did seem predominantly to be um, romantic love story type um, books. So perhaps it didn't belong to the amateur himself. But you never know, maybe he had a you know, a, a liking for that sort of thing. And who am I to judge, you know? But uh, anyway, so uh, the, the Kindle I got at home, charged up, works great, fantastic, delighted with it, £15, great. So that was purchase number one. Uh, purchase number two... Um, was a, a a battery charger, but uh, no ordinary battery charger. It was um, what do you call it? It's a a PowerX MHC nine thousand, and uh, I'm just it it came in a box. Um, it was a, it was a brand new um. Well, you know, all the pieces of inside cardboard and such like in the box was was there. So it, you know, it, it, it looked like I just been like I just purchased the thing, um, and it came with a a glossy brochure, um, advanced fast charger and battery conditioner, and uh, approved by the toughest customers, military and defence, NASA, Kodak, Rockwell, and many more. So all this sort of guff. And uh, so it's got it can charge double A or triple A batteries, you know, nickel cadmium or nickel metal hydride, and it does the double A, triple A sizes four at a time. Um, you've got uh, an up and up and down button to select various modes. Uh, you've got a slot button and an enter button. So the various modes you've got, you've got a charge mode. It, it took me well to get my head around this because it's. It's actually quite a bit a bit to read with the supplied uh, manual. But essentially, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five modes. 
it, mode one gives you charge and it just, just charges the the um, the, uh, the the cell. And so you basically put one cell in the mode um, arrow flashes on one of the modes. If you don't do anything, it just picks a default charge rate and just charges the battery. Um, but uh, you also get with that default option charge, it asks you uh, what charge current you want to charge it at. And uh, the default is quite sensible, um, but you can drop it up or down sort of thing if you want a faster charge or slower charge. Um, the second mode is refresh and analyze. And basically that just, uh, it, uh, I think it charges the battery, waits a wee while till it cools a bit, discharges the battery um, and logs the milliamp power ratings of the battery went down to a voltage of I think one volt and then recharges it again. So that way you get an idea what the capacity of the individual cell is. And it does that for each each of the four. Um, and they recommend you do that if your battery hasn't been used for, uh, is it two weeks? Something like that. If it hasn't been used for, was it two months? I can't remember. Then you use the break-in uh, charge, and that charges it very, very slowly over 16 hours. Um and then I think it discharges it and recharges it again. Now, I don't know whether it recharges it slowly the second time. I'm not quite sure. Um, there's a discharge mode that just must discharge any char- any cell down to one one volt. And finally, you've got a recycle uh, a cycle mode, which will cycle charge, discharge, charge, discharge. And you can set the the charge rate, the um, the number of times you want to cycle it and what the, and the discharge rate and all this as well, of course, because you can also do it with the discharge mode too. Yeah, I mean it's it's quite bulky. It's got a wee stand on the back, but uh, super geeky if you want to see the the performance of your batteries. And in fact, I had uh, two batteries that I hadn't been using. I'd kind of swapped them out my uh, GPS unit, um, and I discovered that one was duff and the other one was was good. In fact, the other one was was better balanced. It was at a higher capacity than the two that I was using, the one of the two that I was using just now. So I swapped one of the two over, so they're better balanced, basically, which, again, is a good idea. You always want the capacity of the batteries to match as closely as possible. So it's a good way of doing that sort of thing. Because uh, I thought about it after I got the thing home, I thought, that's, oh, that's a bargain, great. You know, this thing, I think it was about £100. And I think, was it £20 I paid for it, something like that? But uh, and I thought about it, but what did it actually charge? And there's only these two AA batteries that are charged, and that's used on the uh, my GPS unit. Because nowadays everything comes with an inbuilt battery, so in reality, I probably won't use it very much. And it's probably why the owner uh, got rid of it. So uh, what seemed like a bargain, maybe it wasn't, but oh, it's a bit of fun. I've never paid that for a £100 for a, a fancy charger like that. So that was uh, purchase two. Purchase three was a, a Watson FC-130 frequency counter. And I wasn't going to buy this and hummed and hawed. And I've looked at these things before and vaguely thought about it. But I would never I would never pay the money because they're about £100, these things. And uh, so it's basically a wee tiny handheld frequency counter that's battery powered. And uh, it comes with a, a telescopic whip. And the idea is, or I thought it might be useful if I was, 
in an area and I, I wanted to say we're in a shopping centre and you thought, I wonder what frequency they're using and what, what the, the, they're, uh, you want to work out what frequency the local um, PMR uh, radios were being broadcast on, let's say the security guards or whatever. I put this scanner, this uh, counter on and it'll, as long as you're not too far away from the transmitter, uh, then it'll pick up and log the, the frequency that the radio is transmitting on now, it that's what's one fun use for it. You can always use it to check your your equipment, your amateur equipment, make sure that it's in frequency. Although, precisely how accurate the thing is is slightly questionable, particularly the higher frequencies. Um, but it's a fun thing. It, it's got um, an on-off switch, a range which which is either three gigahertz or three hundred megahertz, a hold button so that if you get if it picks up a signal, you can hit the hold button and the, and the display freezes, and a gate um, button which uh, takes a bigger sample of the fre- of the frequency, and so it takes longer for the, frequ- the frequency counter to pick up the frequency, but you get a more more accurate reading basically. And um, of course, I, I thought, oh, this'll, what kind of batteries they got inside this thing? And I said to the owner, I said, oh, well, it's got a battery inside it. Uh, is it okay? Uh, and, and, and he said, look, he said, um, he said, I charged it up uh, yesterday, uh, so the other, other day, and it's absolutely fine, he says. And um, he said, you can just take this bottom, there's a bottom rubber thing on the bottom of the thing, and you just pull pull it off, and uh, you can replace the battery if you need to, but the battery's absolutely fine, he says. So I got it home and uh, discovered that the battery wasn't fine, in fact, uh, you get a wee battery symbol appears when it's needing charged again, and uh, it really doesn't take long for that to happen. And I gave it; it takes sixteen hours to charge. I think, which is quite slow. He knocked five pound off it, uh, so we got it for forty-five pounds rather than the fifty pounds. But he did assure me that the battery was in good condition, so I'm slightly disappointed about that. But um, ah, well, it's not the end of the, end of the world. Um, I looked on eBay and I found a... Well, first of all, I had a wee look for the manual for the counter. Again, it came in a box with, and it looked like it's as if it was new, other than it had a, didn't have the manual. And I think it says that it's a 600 milliamp hour nickel-cadmium battery, so it's quite an old unit, obviously, because you don't, can't get NICADs nowadays. So I had a wee look on eBay and I came across a, a 600... I think it was a 500 milliamp, actually, but I came across a 600 milliamp hour nickel metal hydride battery which is close enough and that'll charge fine with the charger so I've just purchased that so that came to £6.50 so won't take long uh, to come in a couple of days time and obviously need to take the screws out and resolder it and whatnot. so I took the screws out and had a look anyway and that bottom cover isn't how you get into it at all because uh, it's actually stuck on with the double sided tape and you nearly pulled the thing off trying to get to the battery so that was another thing that wasn't quite uh, true either. But uh, I guess it's that you buy second-hand stuff and you, you give it a chance. But I've never paid that money for all these things. and So I've got my Kindle, uh, £15, charger £20, counter 45 Was there anything else? Um, an egg roll, a cake, and a drink. So I think that was about it. <laughs> so, so, but these things are great uh, to catch up. It's just like the um, 
uh, catch up with other amateurs and whatnot. It's um, I guess it's just like going to the um, first dam and all this sort of thing. It's a, it's a kind of first dam for amateurs. Um, I'm sure in the States and other countries they have uh, much bigger ones because this one was absolutely tiny. Um, but I uh, thoroughly enjoyed myself anyway. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't think I've got anything else to say. hope I haven't bored you too much. Uh, if you want to contact me, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com. That's mrx at hpr the at symbol googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you. And goodbye. Listen, 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 You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.